We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Boss, well, nice to see you, my friend. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm Chris Van Vliet, and thank you so much for being with us here on my birthday. Super grateful that I could share my birthday with you and share it with Chuck Palumbo, who has a ton going on in his life after wrestling. I'll let him tell you more about it, but he builds motorcycles. He hosted a TV show on Discovery Channel. He's in a band, and he's fixing up an old house from 1924. Oh, man, you can find it all on his YouTube channel called Chuck of All Trades. And by the way, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I've mentioned my birthday, May 19th, on pretty much every episode for the last six months or so. The original goal was 1,000 reviews before the end of 2020, and they just keep pouring in. It was amazing. They just kept pouring in. So we moved it up to 1,000 reviews before my birthday last year. And then it became 2,000 reviews before my birthday this year, we set that goal like six months ago, and we are we're so freaking close because I think we had like, I don't know, 12-ish, 100 reviews when we set this goal six months ago. So a huge thank you to everyone who's listening on Apple Podcasts or has had the ability to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes because nothing against any other platform. Androids are fine, but Spotify, Stitcher, Google, whatever, they don't allow these public reviews. and these reviews, along with you following or subscribing, are one of the main reasons why Insight is one of the top podcasts in the world in the wrestling categories. So thank you so much. Wherever you happen to be listening, I appreciate you. This review is from John Schartzer, who says, the best to do it. CVV is the best interviewer in the game. He gives people like myself countless amounts of motivation and something to strive for. He's also extremely humble and has actually done an interview with myself for a site that I write for. Keep killing it and getting better at what you do, my friend. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. And I'm just really thankful to everybody who's been on this ride with us. I mean, 200 plus episodes in, 
And there's no sign of slowing down here, people. My guest today is a former WCW and WWE superstar. Please welcome Chuck Palumbo. Chuck, it is such a pleasure to be sitting down with you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Likewise. Like I was telling you before we started recording, um, I'm a fan of what you do. I've, I've watched a few of the videos with you and Billy and some other guys, and uh, I think you do a fantastic job. So thank you. Uh, that is very kind. Thank you so much. And you know, what I find so interesting about you is so many wrestlers have a tough time finding their identity once they leave wrestling. And I feel sure. like you have an infinite amount of identities now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been a great, it's been a great ride. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're building custom motorcycles, you're rebuilding houses, you're a musician with a band called three spoke wheel. You're doing it all really. Yeah. You know, life's short, right? So, uh, you know, I'm a curious guy. I'm very interested. And you're only, you're only on this earth for a short period of time. So I want to know what you do. I want to know what the musician does. The, you know, the lawyer, the carpenter. I want to know about these things. The real estate agent. So, yeah. It's, Let's uh, get this out of the way real, real early here in the interview. You have a YouTube channel. It's called Chuck of All Trades. So yes. if you're watching this right now, go subscribe to Chuck Palumbo's YouTube channel, Chuck Thank of you. All Trades. And, you know, see all of the stuff that you're doing here what's the project you're working on right now so right now it's a home that was built in 1924 it's a restoration of a home from 1924 so basically ripping this thing down to the studs um, and then rebuilding it with some modern touches but yet preserving that 1924 style so um yeah been a lot of fun a lot of work um but yeah you can check it all out on the chuck of all trades show it's simple it's it's raw it's um but it's it's us and we're doing it ourselves and if we inspire a few people then then fantastic here's what i find really interesting about you you were uh you had a degree in criminal justice so what was the path that you were originally on so um i originally um thought i was going to work in law enforcement that was it um i went to college uh, i went from the navy um in the navy i i got a scholarship to play basketball I went to Central Missouri State, um, was playing basketball in college, and I, and I saw an ad on television for the power play, and that's how wrestling started. <laughs> so, yeah, my, uh, I had no plan, but I was always interested. It's like to this day, I'm, I was always interested in trying different things. And I was naive at times. When you're young, you're naive, so you're willing to uh, take chances. And a lot of times, you have to be naive to take these chances to, to get these opportunities. So that's, it was just, you know, some luck um, and some curiosity and, and, and some work. You are very tall. And I don't know if everybody realized you're six, seven, right? I'm actually six, five. They, bo they boosted me up. Okay. That's yeah. still very tall for us, normal sized <laughs> humans. So, you know, when you're that tall and, and I don't know if everybody realizes you're that tall because you were in a time, especially in WCW, where everybody was, you know, gigantic. Yeah. When you're that big, do you play basketball simply because you're tall? Are you good at basketball simply because you're tall or are you tall, which makes you good at basketball? Um, being tall helped. Um, my thing was rebounding. Um, I liked to bang on the boards. I was a very physical player. Um, you know, if I could grab 10 or 10, 12, 14 rebounds a night. I was happy. Uh, I wasn't worried about scoring. You know, I was a, you know, in high school, obviously you score large numbers, but in college, if I'm scoring 14 points a game, I'm lucky, but my stuff's all in the paint. Um, 
you know, six, five, maybe tall, but you know, when you're playing in NCAA basketball, uh, I was a small forward. I mean, there was centers were six ten, six six eleven. So I, I know I, but I was two hundred fifty pounds playing basketball. So I was able to, you know, I was able to get in there and dig and, and grab rebounds and and d up on guys. So that's what I enjoyed. Yeah, you don't really have the build for a basketball player. You certainly have the build more for like a pro wrestler. Makes yeah, so it wasn't. Sense. It was. <laughs> I should have. You know, I played basketball, football, baseball. Um, I should have probably continued with football. But I enjoyed basketball. It was an era, you know. I grew up with Larry Bird. Uh, I, and I grew up in Providence, Rhode Island, a suburb of Providence. So Larry Bird, the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, those were the teams. So I loved basketball, you know. But I wasn't built for it. No, you're right. So when you see this ad on TV for the WCW Power Plant, what starts to go through your head? Uh, opportunity. Hmm. So I, I see. I know nothing about wrestling. I'd never watched it. I didn't know how much was a work, how much was not a work. I didn't know anything about the business. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. We all did, right? Household sure. name. But that's about the extent of that. So I'm, I think it was, I want to say it was during final exam week. Um, and I'm flipping through the channels and I see wrestling. I'd never seen it. It was probably uh, Monday Nitro. I'd never seen wrestling. But I saw two guys in the ring. I don't remember who they were, but I remember being very athletic and very physical. And I thought it was kind of interesting. So I tuned in for a moment, maybe the rest of the match. And that's when the ad came on TV hmm. for the power plant. And I called the number. It said, you want to be a, the ad, the TV commercial said, you want, it was one of those old cheesy commercials. It said, you want to be a wrestler with a question mark, join the WCW power plant where the big boys train. I'm sure somewhere on YouTube or something, there's the, the ads probably out there. Yeah. I had a phone number. I called, I wrote it down. I called the phone number. Does someone actually answer when you call the number or is it like, so, yes, I called the number. They didn't answer that night, but I want to say I called the number the next day. I want to say I did call it that night, but no one answered. <laughs> called the next day, Jody Hamilton. I didn't know at the time, but Jody Hamilton, the original assassin, Nick Patrick's dad yeah. ran the school. He answers the phone tells me, Oh, so you want to be a wrestler kid? You know, at the Southern draw going on. And I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> So he says, uh, you're an athlete? And I said, yeah. I said, I play basketball in college. And uh, he says, well, uh, get yourself 300 bucks together and come down and we'll try you out. I said, okay. He goes, we'll send you uh, uh, the forms. Back then, there's no email or anything like that. Send me the forms in the mail. I get the forms. Fill out the waiver. Uh, get a fit, have to get a physical from my doctor. Signs off on it. And um, the next thing you know, I saved up some, I borrowed some money, saved up some money to fly to Atlanta go through that initially you've probably heard about those tryouts from back then go through the tryout make it through the tryout i finished the tryout they bring me in their office jody hamilton again sitting at his desk sweating over a big bowl of food profusely as he's eating he's i'm telling you i'm going oh my god where am i man and he's he looks at me he tells me to take my shirt off i'm thinking okay this is a little strange but all right he says all right he goes you look good kid he goes uh what do you want to do and i'm going what do I want to do? <laughs> I said, well, what, what, what are we, what are we doing? No plan. Right. So at that point, at that point I'm going, Oh gosh, I just spent all the money I had to get down there. I go through the tryout and I don't know what I'm doing or where it's going. So he says, well, if you, if you want to do this, come back with 3000 bucks and we'll train you. In the back of my head, the ad on television, which I forgot to mention earlier said train for six months. And there's a possibility you may get a six figure contract. 
26 years old or whatever I was at the time, naive, say here, six figure contract. Yeah. Never seen that type of money in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm an athlete. Can I, if I can make six figures as an athlete, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. No matter what kind of sport it is, you're going to pay me to go do whatever. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about the whole time. So I uh, go back home, sell any, everything I have. I have a one-year-old daughter at the time, her mom. We drive across country, literally with an old K5 Chevy Blazer, U-Haul attached in our clothes and belongings and in, in, in garbage bags. Drove across country. and Next thing you know, we're in Atlanta and uh, we're, we're, I'm, I'm going to the power plant nine to five, five days a week. So you just totally bet on yourself. You saw bet on myself. You saw again, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow being the six-figure contract and said, I'm going to get that. Absolutely. That's all it was. That's all it was. And wow. so I started training. You know, when you're naive, like I said, you, you, you'll step out of the box and, and, you know, and try these things. At the time, you don't realize the adversity you're going to face, hmm. right? Um, if I had known I was going to uh, face that type of adversity at that time, I probably would have not made that decision. Think about it. No guarantees of money, no benefits, got a baby, no place to live. Start off by living in a hotel, a daily rate hotel in the ghetto. And I'm not patting myself in the back. I'm just telling you, these are the challenges. But at the time, we didn't think of it that way. We were having, we were just thinking, oh, wow, this is great. We're going to go down and become wrestlers, you know? And that, and, and then, you know, to, to make a long story short, uh, seven or eight months later, uh, I had myself a training contract, which at the time I think was $1,000 a week, 800 to 1000 a week. So going from making nothing yeah. ever, my, the most I ever made was the money I made in the Navy, which was like at the time, I want to say it was a, you, you got like $1,050 a month. Wow. I mean, you had a roof over your head and stuff like that. So to make it that in a week. Yeah. That was on, from going from nothing. It was a big deal. So once I got that behind me, now I could actually go and train and be able to feed ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, all right, I can, I can make this happen now. Yeah. So who was, who was at the power plant with you at that time? Fantastic group of individuals. Um, Mike Sanders. Above average now, Mike Sanders. I tell you what, that was very true because that guy had, microphone skills yeah very underutilized could have could have done a lot more maybe too good maybe too good on the mic at mm. the time um kiwi alan funk mark jindrak johnny stamboli um elix skipper um rick cornell remember him yeah uh, Great. Then Jerry Toot, uh, the wall, Jerry Toot, one of my closest friends who passed away, came by after. Uh, later on, Sean O'Hare came in. Um, fantastic. I'm talking about the original old power plant, the old uh, warehouse. Um, great group of guys. Fantastic time to be in the business. And when you, when you get a great group of guys who are all genuinely working hard together to, to get to the next level or to accomplish something. And they're all going through the same struggles and facing the same adversities. It's a great bond you have. So great, great group of individuals. You know, one of my very first things that I ever saw in WCW was the natural born thrillers. And like, when you think back about the size of all of you guys in that faction, that has never been done before ever in wrestling. 
you know, it's funny um, because WCW, a lot of times you hear about we were there at a time where the company was coming to a close, right? Where the company yeah. was kind of coming to a downfall. But if you think about, we were ahead of our time. We had guys, 6'5", 270 pounds who were moving like cruiserweights at the time. Now, yes, it was, did it conflict with the work style at the time? Absolutely, because it was a slow-down style kid work time where they wanted you to work, and it was all about psychology, which we didn't learn the psychology too much later. But the athleticism and the work ethic was there. Um, so it was just a fantastic time, but we were ahead of our time. If you look at the guys that are working now, that's the style, right? Yeah. We were, we were kind of doing it then. Yeah. Um, and they so weren't the, – the established guys weren't the old timers weren't weren't really digging that right um and i get it i get it but um i believe we were ahead of our time but i appreciate that you that you watched that and like that that was a incredible time to be in the business but then again think about young guys in their 20s who start we didn't have developmental deals and the performance center the great all the great things that they have now which is great yeah. for those guys we didn't have social can you social media i mean can you imagine if we had social media then Oh my gosh! It would have been well. It could have been a great thing and also a terrible thing. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Maybe it was a good thing we did. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much talent in the natural born thrillers, and I'm really curious who you think was the most underutilized of those guys. Oh gosh, that's a very tough question. I believe everybody was. Um, Alan Funk, great talent all the way around underutilized uh, mike sanders um yeah smart guy very witty uh his mic skills were there still in a great worker too um yeah those are some of the minds um sean o'hare um impressive looking athletic um he was still learning as far as the psychology side we were all still learning that's the thing we all learned on TV, as far as psychology goes, yeah, we learned the moves and how to put a match together, but the psychology, yeah, we learned on TV. Mm. So, um, wow, we all still had a while to go in, in in that department. But yeah, some of those names I just mentioned were, were you know, but all those guys, you know, I, I don't want to discredit any of them because every single one of them um, were underutilized. When you're backstage at WCW during that time, it's the Monday Night Wars. Are the workers actually paying attention to the ratings every week? To the best of my knowledge and from what I, me personally, no. Hmm. Not as much. This business is all about self-promotion, right? Yeah. It's all about staying in the fight, being a part of the what's going on on TV that night. Yeah. So a lot of times guys are wrapped up and staying afloat staying alive because it's a weekly thing they take you off tv for a couple of weeks things change so yeah. it is it is it is a weekly fight and i'm sure it still is today backstage um the week prior right after that show ends there's a dynamic that you have to navigate through and to stay afloat and to stay relative and to stay current and to stay hot to stay in the storyline that's a battle that no one sees. And that's a tiring battle that guys have to deal with guys and girls on a regular basis. So I think um, that may consume them more or less uh, for the most part. Now, yeah, some of the senior guys who've been around a long time who are got that navigation system down, 
yeah, they may have space in their brain to start thinking about the Kevin Nash's and the, and, and the Scott Steiner's and the Stings and the Macho Man Randy Savage's. Those guys, I'm sure, are thinking about that part of it. At that time, we're not looking at it as dollars and cents. We're young kids, happy to be on TV. Right? Yeah. And just trying to figure out how to stay on TV. Right. We're not thinking dollars and cents. We would have did it for free. Which brings up an interesting point. One of the few businesses in the world where you have guys that are so loyal to the industry who would be willing to take pay cuts on a regular basis, willing to take on a larger workload with these pay cuts, sacrifice. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Their personal lives, their physical health to stay in the industry. Vince is a very lucky man to have that type of attitude working for him. Unlike any business, if I, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, because if that happened in any other performing business, if this was theater, if this was film, if this was the circus, they'd go, you want me to work more? Well, you're going to pay me more. That's just how this works. Yeah. That doesn't work in wrestling like that, right? Yeah. Well, all those other ones I listed are unionized, which is the big difference. There you go. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, this isn't a crisis line. This isn't self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash insight and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So the special offer for anybody listening to Insight right now is 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp.com slash insight. Everyone's going to be looking at you right now going, this is Chuck Palumbo with short hair. What happened to the yeah. long hair? And when did you decide to cut your hair? Oh, gosh. Um, not not long after I finished the Discovery shows. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. That long hair is a lot of work. But, and you know, we go know, back to the start of this conversation about identity. That was tied into your identity for decades. It was. And um, it's been a nice change. It's been easy. It's been a nice change. And uh, it's nice because, you know, now with the internet and all that stuff, you can look back and see matches and see all that stuff. So it was a different, different time for me. But I, I, like the, I like the change. You've been out of wrestling now for close to 10 years. Yeah. But, you know, since your real name is Chuck Palumbo, you, you must get recognized all the time still. Um, not as much. When I had the long hair, sure. it was all the time. And I, you know, I, I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't a John Cena. I wasn't one of those guys. I wasn't at that level. But when you're big and you have long hair, that kind of people might look once and then go, oh, wait a minute. That's, you know. Yeah. Um, and then again, this is Southern California. It's not a huge wrestling. Uh, in reference to the fans, it's just not, they're not as into it as they would be in the Midwest, the South or the East Coast. I think Southern California has the, uh, the fans are a little, you know, it's a little more diluted. So I'm, um, I'm also in Southern California. What city are you in? I'm in San Diego. Oh, I'm in uh, Studio City. I could have okay, just driven cool. down there. Well, we could have done okay, this in your garage. Yeah. So you, so you know, it's a little, the fans a little different, right? Plus, uh, out here you see different people all the time, right? You buy oh, this guy from this show, someone from this show. You see different, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is a place where A-list actors, you know, live all the time yeah right and let's let's get one thing straight we're not a-list actors <laughs> <laughs> you're a discovery channel star though oh no that was um that, that was a lot of fun yeah that was a lot of fun yeah. so when when wcw goes under and you know that it's going to be taken over by wwe are you freaking out like oh my god i might not have a job now that's a good question um yeah we were looking for answers hmm Shane McMahon walks in the locker room. Now you know it's real, right? Now it's it's the last show. Now you know it's real. It's happening. But now the questions arise: Am I going to have a job? Number one, is this is this because at the time this is like a it's like a, when you're a young guy doing all this with all your buddies, it's like a dream. So yeah. is this ride is this ride going to end? Yeah. Um, and then okay, we're we we may go over there. Are we going to survive? Typically, Vince doesn't continue to create a character continue to uh, accessorize a character that's already been created by another company he doesn't do that yeah. typically he'll break that guy down and rebuild him the way he wants him so there's that question how is that going to work now we have double the roster but the same amount of tv time where are we going to fit in right so uh now the competition right talent wise yeah so we want a lot of questions and then uh when we get there there's such a, it was challenging because the talent was almost taking this Monday night 
war thing or this competition. They were taking it personal. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. So we didn't, in the beginning, they weren't welcoming. Not all of them, but a, a lot of them were not welcoming, which I don't think they saw the big picture, the business side. If the guys had befriended us, vice versa, and we bonded, we all would have made more money and had more say and and, and been a voice. But we kind of, we were like water and oil at times. And it just, for, for business, from a talent standpoint, that does not help you. And then ultimately it reflected in, in, the, in the product because at the time, and you probably remember this, the product kind of went downhill. We, we went into a slump. Yes, now I do get it. Um, the economy was changing also, and it was it was an effect uh, the economy, but the business was also in a slump. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a challenging part, but at the same time, it was a fantastic time to be in the business. And think that'll never happen again. No, McMahon's group coming into WCW and on their show, yeah, and 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 and, and literally, t- it was the most real thing that had happened in the industry in a long time. That being said, being the most real thing that had happened in the industry, it could have been capitalized on. Mm. So I, I think that part was a failure. I know it's, I couldn't have done it. I don't, that's not my my wheelhouse. But it was a time that was so interesting, could have been so much more from a TV entertainment standpoint. Yeah. That's just I, my two cents on it. I mean, the fact that there was no more competition, I feel like you're right. WWE went into this like slump because it's like, oh, we, Whatever we do, people are going to watch. Yeah, uh, you created hundred percent correct. Yeah, so. would I, obviously, I think a lot of people will know your work best for the short time, really, relatively speaking, with Billy and Chuck. Yeah, how was yeah. this originally pitched to you? On a whim, like all things at that time, by Vince. So, uh, I think I actually got the, uh, Vince came up to me a few minutes later, but I think. I mean, the first person who might have told me was either Sergeant Slaughter or Paul uh, Levesque, um, Triple H. One of those two guys, or they might have told me at the same time, I don't remember. And then Vince shortly after. And basically, they said, hey, you're going to be this flamboyant group. You're going you're gonna to bleach your hair blonde. Vince used the term platinum blonde. You're going to wear robes. And we were like, all right. We didn't know much about it. Little did yeah. we know cable television network ratings week was coming down the road um the ceremony or the wedding you could say yeah. and they wanted to peek out on that so mm. i you know i believe we, we, we did it we were number one rated that night um so it worked but um the characters we were two guys having fun we had more fun with that and, and I, I felt the audience could see that and when audience when the audience sees that you are genuinely having fun, um, they read that and they, I think they enjoy it because no matter if someone's heterosexual, what, what, that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it was like, we're like two bros. Yeah. Right. And how many, I mean, how many guys would have wanted to be in that? I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of guys told me, man, that would have been so much fun to do. You know, straight guys. That would have been it's fun. doesn't matter. You know? And it's, again, it's a character. So we never took it personally, what we were doing. We never took it personally. Um, and it was cutting edge. If you think about that, right? That storyline at the time was cutting edge, right? Now, very co- same-sex marriage. Uh, there's a lot of talk about, a lot of gender topic uh, conversations going out there, which is fantastic. But at the time, not spoke about too much. So yeah. it was cutting edge. And uh, 
and it paid well. So it was fun. <laughs> Billy Gunn told me it was really tough on his kids because you know they thought that that was real. I'm glad you brought that up because my daughter was super young at the time. I don't think she believed it was real, but I believe she was like, dad, you know, like, what are you guys doing? You know what I mean? Cause she's young. She doesn't understand. Yeah. Um, some of the guys in the business were like, what do you got? Why are you, you know, why are you doing that? You know, don't do, tell me you don't want to do it. And I'm like, well, do what? Yeah. We're, we're, we're playing a role. I think if it, if you guys don't believe that you're actors to some extent, then you're lying to yourself, right? We're actors playing a role. Um, unfortunately, a lot of guys end up li- trying to live or believing in their gimmick. And we've seen that, right? How that works out. So don't take it personal. Have fun with it. And we, we did. Right? I thought we did it to, to the best of our ability. The fact that there was actually a, a plan for this is actually surprising because there's a lot of times where it's like, all right, this is your character. We'll figure it out yeah. week to week. The fact that the end goal here was that ceremony yeah. is kind of uncommon. Kind of uncommon. And we didn't know that that was the end goal in the beginning. Okay. We, we, we didn't personally. I think Vin, you know, Vince is an intelligent man. I think he knew maybe, or maybe he didn't know right off the bat, but it soon turned into that goal. So I may be off a little bit that first night. They may not have been an ultimate goal, but soon after there was. How do you find your footing when, when that, when you guys break up, when that, when you're not a tag team anymore? That's a good question. Um, because that's a very, that's a very dynamic character. It's a very dramatic character, strong character. Um, that was the, they, we went into the FBI thing, which yep. I thought was maybe a good thing to do because it was kind of something totally different. Um, and it was fun. Um, and it was also something that I was familiar with just because I grew up in new England and there's a, the Italian American, you know, innuendos and all that stuff. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with it. So I thought that was a good way to transition. I mean, again, they asked me, Hey, what do you, what do you want to do? And I said, well, it'd be nice to do something that kind of I can relate to where I grew up and, you know, obviously at an entertainment level. And um, they decided to put that together. So, and then from there, I mean, you, you really took a piece out of your real life with the biker gimmick. Yeah. But I know so, there was a lot of people, though, that went, that looks a lot like what The Undertaker did with the American Badass. Right. It was, was not. Unfortunately, I've heard that it was called like a knockoff of the badass and all this stuff was not supposed to be anything like that. Basically, I, I, I had been building motorcycles my whole life. I was had a magazine that had like a feature of mine in it. And I wanted to show Vince and say, hey, can we do something like this? Hmm. And he said, oh, how, you, you built this? How come we're not doing this? <laughs> I'm not sure. How come we're not? So that's how that all happened. And um, it was funny because I was just speaking to a gentleman before speaking to you. And uh, he brought up a good point. Pop culture at that time the discovery shows orange county choppers the jesse james's all those shows are just starting to take off yeah there was a relationship there with the motorcycles so yeah. that's what for me that's what it was it wasn't about doing this badass character it was what was going on outside of wrestling i was trying to mend that the the motorcycles and all that cool stuff which is super hot now right i mean look how successful was orange county choppers Super successful, yeah. 
and how successful is the automotive side of television now? All these shows, man, look, everywhere. And you know this better than anybody. People who love cars and people who love motorcycles, love, they're super passionate about them. It's Americana, yeah. right? So that's where I was going with that. And then at the same time, I knew I signed a two-year contract, 06 to 08. I knew that was probably my last run, unless something spectacular happened. Hmm. So I was planning for the future, if that makes any sense. Now, was I strategically planning? No, but I said, if I can get this stuff out here now on TV, start to get my shop developed, Maybe, you know, it'll make, it'll, it'll give me a little exposure, which it did because it, you can have this best bike builder here, but you got this guy who's a good bike builder, but he's a professional wrestler. Makes for a good story. So yeah. I was able to get, I was able to get some exposure that way. So it, it, it worked that, that I, like I said, was it stri- completely strategic? No, but I saw, I saw something there. Do you have people that? Think- do you have customers that come in because they want bikes built by you simply because they're a fan? So um, I don't have my doors open to the public, right? Everything's word of mouth through people I know or through past customers. Um, and they'll re- they just reach out to me simply as Instagram or an email. Um, okay. But some of them, absolutely yes. Not all of them. Some of them, yes. Which is okay. But at the same time, I really, I really worked hard to... Um, develop my craft yeah. so i take a lot of um pride in that and i think that's where i've gotten to now yeah but uh, in the beginning yes in the beginning yes and i, I think people just want to because a lot of the people in the automotive and, and car world they're not into wrestling but they're like that's interesting yeah they find it interesting so it's just uh, it, it helps as we wind things down here, I know there's going to be a lot of people who love cars that are watching this right now. Yeah. What's Chuck Palumbo's favorite car? Whew. I got a few, but um, I have a 65 Corvette Stingray, okay. um, which that's probably my favorite car. But I do have a, um, I have a 70 Camaro Z28 Rally Sport, Z28 70. Um, so those, I like old trucks too. I love old trucks, but. What's your daily I'm a, driver? I'm a General Motors guy. I'm sorry. What's your daily driver? Oh, so I got a. Um, so it's funny because my daily drivers are the opposite. Like I have like a new Accord because it's got gets good gas mileage and it's sure. comfortable, and I can forget about it. And then I have a you know a, a, a diesel a Chevy that I use for my you know towing and all that stuff. Um, then on the weekends. You know, like on Sundays or Saturdays or on a, you know whatever, I'll take on a cars or a motorcycle or something like that. You got, a lot, you got a lot of vehicles. I do. It's a problem, but you know, <laughs> hey, it's safe. It's fun. Uh, I end every interview talking about gratitude. And first of all, thank you so much. It's been so great diving into this oh, no. conversation with you. Absolutely, you're welcome. You know, I just like to say that when people are genuinely interested in what you're doing, and they'll do something like this an interview or watch me on youtube or anything like that that's that's a big deal so yeah. i appreciate it oh no i appreciate you and again everyone can subscribe to your youtube channel chuck of all trades by the way you need to change your profile photo on there so people know it's actually you oh okay i will do that i got my little puppy on there now. that's right but your puppy unless your puppy's name is chuck it doesn't make any sense <laughs> That's why they pay you the big bucks, man. I got to figure that out. <laughs> well, uh, you know, then people can look at it and go, ah, oh, it's Chuck Palumbo. I recognize him. I'm going to do that today. Okay. 
I end every interview talking about gratitude. And uh, I'm, I want to know what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Yeah. Uh, number one, my daughter. Um, my health. And I think, um, uh, and this is not, my daughter's number one, obviously. My health is important, but I'm a very fortunate to have great people around me. Hmm. So I'm one of the um, few guys I have. How many people can say they have one best friend? Not many, right? One. I have a group of guys that I grew up with on the East Coast from grade school who were still friends to this day, close friends. And I have a group, I, I befriended a group of guys out here when I came out here for the Navy who I'm close with. So I have a, a lot of times family is not blood, right? I have a fantastic uh, group of people around me who, uh, who I care about and they care about me. So I'm very lucky. I love it. And speaking of health, you look like you could still jump in the ring right, ring right now. You look like you're in tremendous I, I, shape. Well, 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 thank you. But uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But <laughs> I don't know. Thank you look great. I want I want to look uh, half as good as you when I'm your age. Oh man, thank you. I appreciate that very much. I'm gonna be. Uh, uh, I might as well say it. I have to uh, come to my. I have to come. You know, to terms with this. I'll be 50 next month. So I'm like, oh man, 50. When did this all happen? You so, look great. There, uh, nobody would believe that you're 49 right now. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Chuck. Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome, man. Chris, good to. Uh, it's great to speak with you. Like I said. Uh, I'll continue to watch your stuff, man. Keep it up. And I'll come down uh, down south, a little further south in California, and we'll do this in person next time. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so Sounds much. Good. Okay, you're welcome. Have a good day, man. Ah, what a guy. Thank you to Chuck Palumbo for the great conversation, and thank you to you for sharing part of your day with us. Again, subscribe to Chuck's channel on YouTube, Chuck of All Trades. And while you're on there, Drop a subscribe for my new channel, CVV Clips, where I've been posting clips from some of my favorite interviews on there. As Mother Teresa famously said, the good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow, but do good anyway. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on the next one. Three episodes this week. We'll see you on the next one this Friday for some more insight. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com